0: Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair and many, many more. Join me on Season 3 of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.
2: The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world.
3: We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets
4: You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, we made it to a Wednesday. Good morning. Welcome to the program. Dan and the Dan. That's Dan Patrick Show. Come on in. Stay a while. A lot of topics to dive into. Play of the day, poll questions, stat of the day or two. All that forthcoming. Say good morning to our radio partners. Great radio partners. FoxSportsRadio.com, iHeartRadio, the 400. Nearly 400 cities around America carrying this program. Also, our streaming partners, Peacock. You can download that app and you can watch for free. Eight seven seven three dp show Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. It was during the season, in fact, probably about six weeks ago, maybe two months ago, and we wondered, how many job openings will there be? Now, we knew that there was going to be one with the Raiders. We knew there would be one with Jacksonville. We thought maybe the Giants, maybe the Vikings, maybe the Broncos. And then you realize we have Bears, Broncos, Dolphins, Giants, Jags, Raiders, Saints, Texans, Vikings. So 28% of the league needs a head coach. And it'll probably happen quickly. You know, once these teams this weekend, these games are over with. And then maybe there's assistant coaches on these teams that maybe will be elevated someplace um, you could have assistant coaches on the Chiefs. Eric Bieniemy maybe he gets the job in Minnesota, but it feels like we're playing the game of musical chairs and you want to make sure you get your guy and you got to hire your GM as well. And it feels like there's, there's a lot more turnover than we thought. And yesterday you had Sean Payton announce that he wouldn't return to the team in 2022. Now it was labeled in a variety of ways, Stepping down, stepping away, retiring. But uh, the rumors have been out there since this past weekend. But Sean Payton has had a lot of success with the Saints. But he's been rumored to be up for jobs before. The Cowboys job before Mike McCarthy got it. Also the Michigan job before Jim Harbaugh got it. It just feels like he's sort of been angling for, I need a change. And then there's always the Dallas Cowboys, that he could go back there. He was an assistant coach a long time ago, and Jerry Jones hasn't given the vote of confidence to Mike McCarthy yet. And, you know, Sean Payton won a Super Bowl in 2010. Nine double-digit victory seasons with this team. Somehow got nine wins out of this team this year. But if I look at this team now, if you're going to jump off the bandwagon, now would be a pretty good time because – salary cap issues. You also have quarterbacking issues. I don't know what's going to happen with Michael Thomas. You know, it's a that was a stout defense this year, but I think he looks at that cupboard. That's why he tried to get uh, Drew Brees to come back. That's why he reached out to Drew Brees. He doesn't have any confidence in those quarterbacks. Now, maybe Jameis Winston. He got hurt, obviously, but I think Sean Payton said, you know, that he would step away from the team, not officially retiring got a lot of options and I don't know if Amazon moving into the NFL landscape here now you've opened up all these new jobs and you know Al Michaels Al Michaels going to go to Amazon Al Michaels going to go to ESPN and if that happens you know Mike Tirico moves in over here does Troy Aikman go from Fox to Amazon like there's a lot of things going on right now and Sean Payton is probably going hmm okay Maybe I do a one-year pit stop. Maybe do one year and kind of see how Mike McCarthy's doing. I can make some good money here and don't go through the aggravation. Uh, no one loss record. Maybe I do that. And it feels like that might be the direction. We'll hear from Sean coming up here in a moment. But, you know, the Dallas season, the way it ended, um, it, it makes sense. Too much sense. But then you have to come back to – How bad does Jerry Jones want to make a change? How much is it going to cost to get Sean Payton? Because you have to compensate the New Orleans Saints. Now, if you look at this, he's still under contract with the Saints. And I'm going to guess they're going to go, no, you can't just step down and go to the Dallas Cowboys. It doesn't work that way. We would like to, I don't know, get a couple of first-round draft picks here. I mean, that's what I would be asking for. Hey, Sean, we loved you. But if you're leaving, we'd like to get some compensation, some nice parting gifts here. And you go back, Belichick uh, was traded, Parcells was traded, John Gruden was traded, and you look at what John Gruden uh, cost the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, it turned out to be a pretty good deal because they won the Super Bowl. But the Raiders, I think it's two firsts, two seconds, $8 million. I don't know. and, And Sean Payton, to me, is a better coach than John Gruden. Uh, what's it going to cost you? Probably a couple of firsts, maybe some money there. I'm not sure. But it feels like, and Cowboys are in the NFC. Now, this is if Sean decides he wants this. And and we reached out to him late last night. Maybe he'll join us. But just get some thoughts from him and see what he wants to do. And maybe it's broadcasting, to be fair to him. Maybe it's just one of those where you go, you know what? I'm going to exhale here for a year. That's all. and And maybe he'll like it. You know, because Jimmy Johnson and Bill Cowher got in and they never came back out. Now, it felt like Cowher was a possibility with the Giants a couple of years ago. Jimmy Johnson was always rumored. Hell, I think they're uh, teams that still reach out to Jimmy Johnson. You know, Tony Dungy got out and never came back. Now it's such a grind, the toll that it takes. Uh, Sean's been through a lot. Certainly what happened to that city, uh, he got suspended for a year. He's 58 years of age. Is he the same age as Urban Meyer? Does that sound about right? By the way, here is uh, Sean Payton talking about he doesn't like to use that re, uh, that word retirement.
5: Step in, stepping outside like in the cold weather today and being a little uncomfortable professionally or, or from a career standpoint is okay. I don't like the word retirement. Mr. B didn't like it either. He always said, you know, retirement's overrated.
4: Uh, Mr. B, uh, I guess it's Mr. Benson there. Uh, he also said that uh, the time was right.
5: I felt the time was right for me. I felt the time was right. And it's something that I, I, I've been thinking about. Forget football. There's other things. I looked at it as an opportunity also to, to see my kids more, to travel some more, to, to get in better shape.
4: I was waiting for him to say, have you seen my quarterbacks? Of course I'm going to step down. Now, if I can get Russell Wilson to come to New Orleans or Aaron Rodgers, then I'll stay. But you've got all these coaching vacancies right now. Who would have thought? Bears, Broncos, Dolphins, Giants, Jags, Raiders, Saints, Texans, and the Vikings. Poll question today. Fritzy. what do you have?
6: We've got a number. First one we're looking at is, did the Baseball Writers Association of America get it right? Yes Hmm. or no? Hmm.
4: I think that's too much to get into right now. we got Tim Kirchin joining us next hour, so I'll, I'm going to wait to dive into the Hall of Fame because once we get in and then it's hard to get out. Do you have any football-related ones?
6: Uh, we have in the 2023 NFL season, Sean Payton will have a TV broadcasting job, be Cowboys head coach, be head coach of a team other than Dallas, still enjoying retirement.
4: I don't think he's going to be retired. I think he. What is he? Six months older than Urban Meyer.
7: Yeah, he. Urban Meyer's fifty-seven. Well, okay. How about this? Will Sean Payton be retired three months from now? Mm, yeah. No.
4: No, but he could be
7: in a, a broadcaster. Okay, I, mean, mean I, he's I guess gonna meant, be a head coach. But you don't think he play, coaches football this upcoming
8: season?
4: I'm going to say no because I don't. I think Jerry Jones will probably stay with Mike McCarthy another year and. You know, Maybe Sean wants to look at this in a profession, professional sense of, hey, I, I'm going to do this, let Mike do that job, and then if you need me in another year, then you know I'm going to be available. But I, uh, the way it kind of feels, I think he'd like to try broadcasting for a little bit there. But you have all these openings. The question is, what's it going to cost? And if you wait a year, what's it going to cost? You know, does the cost go down? You don't want to go to a team that's got to give up two firsts and two seconds and pay money. You you want to go to a team where maybe it's a one and a two and some money. But the Saints are going to want something in return. But I, I see him being in the broadcast booth or maybe in a, a, a studio show. And I don't know what Amazon's doing. You know, I know that they've talked about a variety. I talked to Amazon about their pregame show. They've talked to a lot of different people and maybe Troy Aikman ends up there as their uh, their color analyst. Maybe Al Michaels ends up as the, you know their broadcaster, you know, the lead lead broadcaster there for their games. Although there's a chance Al Michaels might go to ESPN. Although I, I that feels like it's hey, why don't we get ESPN involved in this and then uh, drive up the price a little bit here. Cuz I you know, well ESPN can do whatever ESPN wants to do, but my guess is Al would probably end up at Amazon, not the mothership.
7: Yeah, Paul. It seems like Amazon could do whatever anyone else could do twice, like twice as much.
3: (laughs) Yeah.
4: Whatever they want, they can get if they really want it there. Uh, Make sure you go to danpatrick.com. We got uh, a lot of new T-shirts there. You have Chiefs fans, Bengals fans, they – Store is open for you, uh, danpatrick.com. This program brought to you by Impeller. Empower your investment portfolio with opportunities in Puerto Rico. Impeller is a new online tool that connects investors with innovative projects on the island. Available now. Impeller, your hub for investment opportunities in Puerto Rico. Learn more at investpr.org slash Impeller. Fritzy mentioned the baseball. Did they get it right? David Ortiz, the only one going into the Hall of Fame. Bonds, Clemens, Schilling, no dice. We'll talk to Timmy Kirchin, who's a voter. He'll join us coming up next hour. Uh, what other poll questions are we thinking about there, Fritz? I
6: thought we had one fun one here. Best big sports nickname. Big Aristotle, Shaq. Big baby, Glenn Davis. Big fundamental, Tim Duncan. Big hurt, Frank Thomas. The big O, Oscar Robertson. Big poppy, of course, David Ortiz. Big shot, Bob, Robert hmm. Ory. Okay. Big unit, Randy Johnson. you got eight big Famous nicknames there.
4: I like Big Shot Bob, and I like uh, the Big Hurt. I think those are those are great. Hey, it's Frank Thomas. <laughs>
8: <laughs> Look at Frank by the smoothie bar. Yeah. Hey, and she'll like it too. Frank, I'd appreciate it if you stay away from my yeah, wife. Thank yeah.
4: you. Yeah, Frank looking creepy over there. Like, uh, <laughs> hey. Yeah. Hey, it's Doug Flutie
7: and Frank Thomas. Hey, Jennifer, that's the Big Hurt. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Hi. What?
4: <laughs> and she'll like it, too. Honey? What? Wait.
8: What just happened?
4: Have you seen the one where <laughs> they're sitting in the living room? And then it's... I, I don't know if they're trying to make it bad, but they did a good job in making it bad. What is it? Nugenics? New, yeah. And she'll like it, too. And then there's a woman who comes in at the very end, very revealing top. And then you're like, whoa, you know, these guys are players. Hey, come on, Frank.
7: What's the secret? Where's your pants, Frank? <laughs> come on. I just, ate a, I just ate a bag of eugenics and these girls are all over me. <laughs> a bag? I don't know what it is. I don't yeah. know if it's
4: pills or powder. Yeah, I'm mainlining it, man. Yeah. I, I can't I can't keep
7: these women off it, of me. If Bonds used eugenics, he'd be in the Hall of Fame and have three wives. <laughs>
4: And she'll like it, too. Uh, Sean Payton did uh, answer the question if he would like to go into TV.
5: I'd like to try TV. And I've had some opportunities. I talked to Drew a little bit about it last night. I don't don't know that part of it that well. But that would be something that would interest me. And so I think the hardest part is sitting in your chair saying, wait a minute, you haven't talked with a network yet. You haven't talked with, like, not a word hopefully that opportunity comes.
4: Yeah, I think it will now, now that Sean put it out there and I don't know how he would be in a, in a booth or he'd be better suited for in the studio, but feels like that, that would be the direction that it feels like he's leaning towards. At least you got that kind of sense yesterday with the press conference. All right. So we'll talk baseball with Tim Kirch and David Carr from the NFL network will join us. We'll uh, get his thoughts on Sean Payton stepping down. Also, are the Raiders going to stay with his brother? I think uh, Derek has one more year there. And it feels, you know, that's just a tough division when you think about the AFC West. Because I think the Broncos, if they get their quarterback, are going to be formidable. And I think the Raiders, given everything they went through, I, I mean, they made the playoffs. I think that there's, I mean, that, that, that division, top to bottom, could be really, really competitive and the best division in football. But you got to get your quarterback if you're Denver. All right, we'll take a break here. We'll get phone calls coming up. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. We do have the route for Seasons trip, Seaton's trip across country. I got a chance to look at the van yesterday, some of the pictures there. Uh, I was sent four pictures of this van, and uh, they were correct. Those wheels are murdered. The inside looks pretty – you guys are going to be going in style cross-country, Seton. Heck yeah. 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 Heck yeah. Yeah. Now that we have the route down, that it's going to be con- starting in Connecticut, not Atlanta, and then going through uh, Cincinnati, I believe.
8: Yeah, yeah. We'll hit uh, like Cincinnati, Nashville, Memphis, Little Rock – uh, a whole bunch of cities in between there. Yeah,
4: but if you can uh, check out the website, we give you uh, all the places. And if you have suggestions, you can uh, you can tweet those, you can email, and uh, we'll collect those, give them to Seaton and the French Kid, because uh, I think they hit the road on Monday.
8: I'm still getting some requests of like, hey, uh, I left my golf clubs at my buddy's house in St. Louis. Can you swing by them and bring them to Denver? I think that's fair. I think it is fair. Uh, we you. certainly have the space. Yes. I mean, we,
4: we love this audience, and, and we love to give back. And maybe Seaton can pick up some things along the way and deliver them if, if you'd like him to. No, don't make those suggestions. All right, uh, we'll talk to David Carr. We'll talk some football with him coming up right after this in the Dan Patrick Show. You know, when you start New Year's, you want a New Year's resolution, but how long does it last? Do you go, Ah, I'm going to go to the gym every day? I'm going to do this. I'm going to cut down on this. I'm going to add this. Make a small change you can make every single morning and start your day off right. M-Dry Boost and Burn, the daily supplement for driven guys that will help you shed that holiday weight and give you the energy you need to crush your fitness goals no matter what your age is. Packed with clinically tested ingredients and you can naturally burn more body fat. M-Dry Boost and Burn, one small change you can make. Find it at Walgreens, Rite Aid, Vitamin Shop. Or go to mdrivedan.com. You're going to get free shipping, 60-day money-back guarantee, nothing to lose. New Year's resolutions don't work. Make the small changes today that will lead to a lasting impact throughout the year. Try mdrive Boost and Burn, lose weight, get more energy, and perform at your best. Don't let age beat you. Refind your prime with mdrive. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app.
1: When you drive a vehicle so reliable, it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty. You stop thinking about what you can't do
13: Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Phone calls
4: coming up. 877-3DP-SHOW. I think we found our poll question. Are we going with Sean Payton or the uh, best nickname that starts with Big, Fritzy?
6: I kind of like the uh, best nickname that starts with Big. Yeah. You don't. You rather, I think you'd rather have the Peyton one.
4: I guess we'll we'll start with Sean Payton, then maybe we'll save uh, the big to uh, the final hour of the show.
6: Okay, and that poll again is in the 2023 NFL season after the next one. Sean Payton will have a TV broadcasting job, be Cowboys head coach, be head coach of a team other than Dallas, or still be enjoying retirement.
7: All right? Yeah, Paul. I saw some social media this morning. Chicago Bears fans are kind of in a quandary. Mm. Sean Payton could be available, and they're about to hire a head coach. He might not be available now. He's, you know, he's from the area. He played at Eastern Illinois. He was a replacement player for the Bears. I mean, that would be a dream for a Bears fan, but it doesn't seem to be the timing.
4: David Carr, NFL Network analyst, former NFL quarterback. You can follow him on Twitter at dcar 8 This Sunday, a special six-hour edition of NFL Game Day morning airs at 9 Eastern on NFL Network. David, thanks for joining us. Uh, what do you think Sean Payton is going to do? Uh, sit at home, go to a tailgate. I, I think he's tired. <laughs> I also think that the cap,
14: the cap issues in New Orleans might have forced this as well. I mean, when you watch him, you know he's such a good play caller, and it's just hard because you know they're going back between, you know Taysom Hill going to be the quarterback. You know who's going to be who's going to be the guy, and he's he's so good that they they still almost got in the playoffs. You know, great defense, yeah, but. Man, what he did, you know, just from a from a quarterback standpoint and I guess a coach's standpoint, watching it from afar it's, it's brilliant, man. The guy's the guy's incredible. So let him take his let him take his time, go to a couple of tailgates, enjoy yourself and then and then get back in the thing. I I think I think the the league's better if he's calling place. He's great.
4: I think that uh you're on to something with the salary cap, obviously, but I think he looked at the quarterbacking situation and thought I yeah. can't I can't compete. Not with this and I mean, he tried to get Drew Brees to come back for this season. They somehow squeezed out nine yeah. wins, and they didn't even have Michael Thomas there.
14: Well, he blame well, I man. You watched two space aliens play quarterback in Kansas City the other day. It's like uh, <laughs> I don't have that guy. So I was supposed to win another Super Bowl. So I think he's. I think that probably helped.
4: Could you see him coaching the Cowboys and they trade for Sean Payton? Yeah, yeah, I can. I
14: just. Uh, I just don't know if it'll be this year. I kind of, I kind of feel like it is going to be at least one more year with Mike McCarthy, and and then if that goes south, I think Jerry Jones is going to be. Jerry Jones has wanted Sean Payton forever. He, I mean, he's wanted to be their coach for a long time. I mean, I can remember back when I was with the Giants, and that that noise would swirl around. Oh, Sean Payton's coming back to Dallas. I'm like, what, what do you mean? Why? You know? And so it's just like one of those things. He's always he's always wanted Sean to be the coach there, and I think I think Jerry Jones will do everything he can to get him to go.
4: You know, we have a couple of teams that feels like are in quarterbacking limbo. I don't know if the 49ers know what they have with Trey Lance, and it looks like they're going to move on from Jimmy Garoppolo. The Titans situation with Ryan Tannehill, can he take you only so far? Carson Wentz with the Colts, maybe the Vikings with Kirk Cousins. What do you do in those situations if you're not quite sure you have that guy who is a special quarterback or can take you to the next level?
14: I think you have to make a move. The problem is, like I referenced earlier, watching Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes throw the ball around the other day, every coach is looking at that situation like, well, we need one of those guys. Well, guess what? There's only two of them on the planet, so that's not going to happen. You know, you, gotta, you have to find a guy that will, that will fit. We, we saw Tom Brady for two and a half decades now pretty much dominate from the quarterback standpoint, and he can't move outside the tackle box. So it's like, and arm and, strength-wise and arm, strength arm talent-wise, he doesn't even compare to those guys. So there's still ways to win um, in the National Football League not having one of those players. But but if you have a guy that's that's holding you back, like you watch Kyle Shanahan call plays, like, I, and I know Jimmy Garoppolo has a great winning percentage. I know all those things, right? But I also know that he turned Matt Ryan into an MVP and he hasn't sniffed that trophy since. I know that Kyle Shanahan, from a schematic standpoint, is is so much further ahead and he puts you in such a better position than you would be just on your own or just with another offensive coordinator that I I almost throw the winning percentage out because yeah Jimmy's got to play better they got to find a way to be better at that position or be cheaper if you can't be better and be one of those elite guys you got to go you got to grab a young guy and you have one in your house so it's going to be interesting man you know we were spinning around the table me and uh, Steve Mariucci were talking about this because he's season ticket holder with the Packers that's kind of weird still (laughs) <laughs> head coach of the Forty ers and and he was saying, "Did you think what well, I was thinking?" And and, and I already knew what he was, where he was going. The Packers, if they keep Aaron Rodgers, they're forty something million dollars, you know, cap hit. If they let him go, they save sixteen or something. Trade him to San Francisco for yeah. two firsts and Trey Lance. And then everyone's happy. And Kyle Shanahan and Matt LaFleur buddies. They can make that thing happen over some Chipotle. Like, just make it happen, you know? So I, I think that would, that's going to be a scenario. I, I can't imagine uh, Jimmy Garoppolo being back with San Francisco. He's, he's done great. And maybe he'll just surprise everybody, and they'll go win the Super Bowl, and that'd be fantastic. But I still think it would be a situation where um, you want to inspire your quarterback.
4: I can't imagine that Green Bay would want to trade him and keep him in the NFC and trade him to the forty oh, nine. No.
14: I thought he's crazy too. I thought when we started talking about it, he's like, but you almost you would think that would be the last place, right? But where's where's Aaron from? He's from San Francisco, he's from that area, yeah. right? He, he would love to go back there. Um, I just think it makes it just makes it makes almost too much sense just from a cap standpoint. And what you know, what both teams could benefit because I don't think Green Bay is happy with him either. You think you watch how Aaron walked out of that stadium? He just kind of, he just kind of hit a little wave, and everybody just stared at him. It's like, all right, we won thirteen games three years in a row, and what do we have to show for it? Nothing except our quarterback and our fans don't really go on. You know, so something's got to change.
4: David Carr, NFL Network analyst, former NFL quarterback. I'm watching Joe Burrow somehow survive nine sacks, David. <laughs> <laughs> How Dude. does that happen? It, it's never happened before in in playoffs. Never happened before the in NFL playoffs, playoff history. Wrong. Nine sacks Love and you that. win a game.
14: I got sacked nine times once. I did not beat the number one seed in the playoffs in their stadium. We got blown out in San Diego by the Chargers and Junior Seahawks. So that that just is not something that happens, you know. And for him to keep getting up and firing back, you know, it was it was really interesting with the Bengals because. Um, they, they obviously have tremendous talent on the outside. Joe Mixon's special back. Joe is obviously talented, or you just don't do what he did. But, man, when I watch them um, from a, a schematic standpoint and a protection standpoint, Tennessee, I mean, they had nine sacks, and, but that wasn't just getting physically beat. They had issues, dude. Like, up front, they weren't blocking anybody. They were sliding the wrong way. Nope. They were a disaster. It literally reminded me of the the Texans in my first year. Like that's how bad it looked. And and oh by the way, they won the game. You know, so they have to fix those things. And that it's not on it's not on just one guy, but Zach Taylor and Callahan. They got to be better. They have to have answers because there's times when there's free rushers coming at Joe Burrow, and there's three receivers that he's looking to on one side that are running with their back to him. Like no one's looking, no one's adjusting. So they have to fix that or they're going to get tested big time against Kansas City. Steve Stagnolo is going to do exactly what Tennessee did. And, and so on. So my, my fear, and I'm not, I, again, I'm not hating on the Bengals. I'm happy that they've done this. I, I just can see, like, the writing on the wall that if they – I'm afraid that Joe is going to be so good that he's going to cover up a lot of sins and they're not going to be as successful as they should be with him at quarterback. So we'll see. Hopefully I'm wrong and hopefully they can fix this stuff. I don't know if they can fix it this year. Um, we'll see how far they can go. But they do have to address it for sure.
4: When you look at the 49ers in the last 15 days, they trailed the Rams 17 to nothing, came back to win in Los Angeles, found a way to win at Dallas and then found a way to win at Green Bay. They are 6-0 and against the Rams uh, since New Year's 2019. How do the Rams turn this around and win this game?
14: Well, the Rams were up on them last time. I, I really think that the 49ers it's a throwback style of football. It's a very physical style of football, uh, but it's it's schematically it's advantageous because they'll put Trent Williams at fullback. I mean you saw the man coming across the the uh, formation and then just blowing up the entire right side of the line, so he does does so many things um, to challenge you, so it's not like you can just bring an extra guy down. You know what's going to have to happen is they're going to have to just toughen up Like it's, a, it's old school and it's like almost junior high ish. But you're going to need a rah rah speech to get these guys physically going because George Kittle and Trent Williams, and these guys are going to just try and absolutely road grade you off the line. Like, it was a great matchup for the Rams last week because you have a depleted offensive line with the Bucks and you have some absolute killers up front. You got Vaughn, who had a great day, Aaron Donald. These guys can just pin their ears back and go get you, right? The, the, what the Rams have to do is they kind of have to match, they got to use those backs. You know, they have Cam Akers, they got Sonny Michelle. And they've been doing a better job of that. And I think that that's where they have to go. They can't get into just a drop-back pass um, situation because, you know, both of those guys, Armstead, they're, they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna win that situation. They're going to win that battle. But their edge is who they brought in in the offseason. It's Matt Stafford. Like, we, we saw it. Matt's as good as anybody in, in, that I've seen um, against the Blitz. And what do we see Tampa Bay do at the end of the game? They bring pressure. He burns them. And, and he did it consistently. So I don't know that, um, you know.
10: Well, the, Niners, the uh, Niners
4: aren't going to have to blitz, or they, they normally don't they need won't. to blitz, yeah. right? Exactly, exactly. So the only problem is, you know, can the secondary, which I think
14: Jameko Ryans has been brilliant. I think that he did a great job against Aaron Rodgers. It's very subtle. You saw um, Josh Norman jog out there, and you saw Aaron Rodgers' eyes light up like, I'm coming at this guy right and he got the first one he threw it right at him incomplete the second play that Josh Norman was in he looked at Devontae and they subtly changed the coverage they showed like a two-man coverage where he was being doubled and then right at the snap Josh Norman jumped outside and the safety rotated down and Aaron didn't know what he was seeing and he went back to the other side and ended up having a it wasn't a sack but it was a negative play and that's what that's what they have to that's what they're going to have to do D'Amico Ryan's going to have to be on it but you know, I think the Rams can I think the Rams are gonna make a, a much better game out of it because like I said, they were up, they had the confidence they could do it. Um but man, it's the physical it's the physicalness. It's the the physicality that they bring, it's Debo Samuel. I mean, how do you how do you match that? That's not something that you can just flip a switch on and and be. You know, you have to be that from the beginning. And that's what that's been, you know, why San Francisco has been so successful. All
4: right. We've asked everybody. Everybody seems to be talking about it. Uh, your solution for overtime in the NFL playoffs is what?
14: Well... I mean, my goodness, I, I, I've known Josh Allen forever, and so I'm, I'm a little biased because the kid's from the Central Valley, and I just watched him sitting on the heater, you know, the whole overtime and didn't even get a crack at it. We even heard Andy Reid, I think yesterday, say, at least let the other offense get the ball. And I understand they don't want to do the, the college overtime for whatever reason, probably a lot of reasons. They don't want to do just a time limit, another quarter, because, you know, that's just going to prolong everything, and that's going to bleed into other games. So I get it. So, But at least Josh Allen has to touch the football for me because that would be like going to a Dodger game, right? And it's uh, extra innings, and the visiting team hits a home run, and then everybody, that's it. All right, everybody go home. You know, like do the Dodgers get to hit, but we're not going to let them They don't get to the bat? That's exactly what it is. So I think that you at least give the chance for the, for the other team to touch the football on offense. And then if they don't make it, then they don't make it, and everybody's happy. But, man, it was a great game. But it was—it left a little sour taste in your mouth, just because it—you didn't feel like you got—it was—it was a fair fight.
4: Thank you, David. We appreciate you getting up early uh, for us, and uh, have fun this your weekend. Brother. How's your brother doing?
14: He's good, man. He's a little tired from that season emotionally, but uh, he was—they uh, they had a good run. They did pretty much all they could do. So yeah, he's—he's—he's he's, uh, he's feeling great, playing a lot of golf now.
4: And who's he think the coach is going to be?
14: Well, he'd love for it to be Rich Passaccia, honestly. Oh, okay. Every player in that building would love for that to be him. So we'll see. I mean, we'll see. We don't know what Mark's thinking and what they're going to do. And general manager's got to get hired first. But, um, yeah, he'd he'd love for it to be Rich.
4: Thank you, David. We appreciate your time as always. Have fun this weekend. You got it, buddy. Thanks. That's David Carr, NFL Network analyst. He's good. There's some good opinions there. I like talking to him. A couple of uh, phone calls here. Sean in Kansas joining us to lead us off. Sean, what's on your mind this morning?
9: Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I actually have an idea for an overtime rule that keeps defenses honest, but it also keeps it fair. All right. um, first, I just want to give a shout-out to Aoka Lee. I live in Manhattan, Kansas, and she broke the NCAA record for most points in a Divisional One game. And it was pretty overshadowed by football this weekend, but it's uh, turned Manhattan around after we lost to KU this weekend. So, But uh, over time, if you give the first team the ball and they go down and they score a touchdown, they have to score a two-point conversion. They can't uh, kick a field goal. And if they miss the two-point conversion, you give it to the other team, they can go down, score a touchdown, point after, and they win. But if the first team scores the two-point conversion and it's good, then the next team has to score that two-point conversion, then it's sudden death. Mm -hmm. Either way, defense has to stop the first team from scoring and a two-point conversion. It keeps the defense honest in my mind. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Sean.
7: Yes, yes, Paul. I think that's a pretty good solution because it makes uh, makes a lot of pressure on the team that gets the ball first. The team that gets the ball second knows what they're getting into and they kind of have an advantage there. But if it's a tie, you're still going back to – someone's going to get the ball, and the other guy doesn't get the ball?
4: I would just have it. You get the ball, one possession, whatever you do on that, and then you get the ball, one possession, whatever you do with that. If you're tied after that, then it's sudden death overtime. Field goal can win it. That way, Patrick Mahomes gets the ball, Josh Allen gets the ball. Now it comes down to who's going to score next. Everybody got their chance. If you want to go for two, you can go for two. But but that like at some point you just have to have some kind of rationale that says, can we do this after sixty minutes? Now go out there and now play for another fifteen minutes and try to settle this. But you know, we I I think the NFL competition committee is gonna look at this because it usually takes something like this. If we didn't have this, then nobody if you brought up overtime, people would be like, Yeah, it's okay. But now that we have this game, we had this moment, we feel cheated here. Now we want to reconsider overtime. And I'm going to guess the competition committee will look at it in the offseason. Our play of the day is up next. And your phone calls, more of those right after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app.
0: He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Byer. We have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex
11: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
10: Oh,
13: my God.
10: The
0: play, the play, called play. of the day.
10: Put left, going to play it and play it. This is the
6: play of the day. Check this out. Clippers don't
0: have a timeout. Neither does Washington. Man gets it in for Winslow. He'll move it from left to right. No foul given yet. And now they're going to... Oh, no. Get it to Kennard. Three seconds left. Top of the key. Put up the three. He's fouled. Oh! Luke Kennard buries it. A four-point play. And the Clippers with a chance to go up front.
4: That's courtesy of AM570, LA Sports, Clippers Radio Network. Luke Kennard. And the Clippers come back from 35 points down to beat the
12: Wizards.
4: (laughs) Clippers, third time this year, they've had a comeback of 24 or more points this season. That is your play of the day. Play of the day brought to you by the Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van. You can win DP Show's ultimate camping rig sweepstakes. To enter, get rules. Go to danpatrick.com, foxsportsradio.com. You have to do it by February 2nd and it's Mercedes-Benz vans. That will be the van that Seton is driving cross-country. A couple of phone calls here. Uh, Doug in North Carolina is back. Hi, Doug. What's on your mind today?
10: Well, first, Dan, is the van going to be clean before I win it and, and you know, after Seton gets Mm -hmm. out of it? Do you want it show used? Do do you want (laughs) I just want it to be scrubbed down. That's all I want.
4: Okay. All right. Seton? That's fair. That's fair. i Okay, can't <laughs>
10: argue with that. Okay,
4: yeah, it'll be scrubbed was, down the best we can. A little armor all on it, and uh, should be good there, Doug.
10: Okay, I was actually calling to give you a compliment, Dan. I got to tell you how much I really enjoyed the Jim Nance interview yesterday. I won't take up much of your time, but the truth is, I've never been a huge Jim Nance fan. He's never bothered me, but I've never—I don't know—he he can come across as kind of corny and hokey when he's doing a game, and you wonder as a viewer if he's sincere all the time. But one of the things I really appreciate you, about you, I think it's your 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 best talent. I don't even know if you know this, but you can take an interview, and you have an art of turning an interview into a conversation. And I think that lets the listener go deeper. I think it lets the person you're talking to go to levels that they normally wouldn't do it. You, you do this all the time with Rex Chapman. I mean, those are some, that's some of your best work. And you did it yesterday with Jim Nansen for the first time. I was like, he seems like a really likable guy. I think I would like to hang out with Jim Nance. So just wanted to just compliment you on that. He, yesterday he wasn't an announcer. He was just a fan talking to a buddy. And I think uh, your listeners got more out of it that way, the way you conducted that. Well, thank you, Doug.
4: I've known Jim a long time, and there's a Jim Nance who's on TV, and he's the broadcaster. But my goal is always to kind of take away your title, um, just have you have a conversation with me and let you eavesdrop. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. But, uh, you know, that that person on the, the other end of the phone or the Zoom call has to be a willing participant to have a conversation with you, to let their hair down a little bit. And there are times when it just doesn't work. But the times when it does, that's when it's a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, we kind of let you behind the curtain there. Chris in Alabama. Hi, Chris. What's on your mind today?
0: D.P., gentlemen, Chris, the University of Alabama, six foot and a soft cement-like 260. Soft. DP, I just wanted to call anybody now that we've got the itinerary out. You know, I drive semi-trucks for a living, so if you give me just a second here, and you may have to forgive me, I watched a documentary on Nature Boy Rick last night, so he may bleed in a little bit unsuspectingly. Uh After looking at the itinerary, you are DP and they are the Danettes. And you got to think big, man. This is the Super Bowl. You got the Sprinter van. You're going to be giving it away to one of your fans. You got to think big, DP. So here's what I've come up with. And follow me if you will. And I'll tell you, like. I tell you like Denzel told his guys in training day, if you want to go big, then sit back and let me quarterback this thing. I got my people working on it. Right. Here's what we can do. We can we can get semen in the in the spirit of your mother, Dan. We can get semen and the French kid. He said he wanted to follow me around the day after the Alabama giveaway to Georgia anyway. What a better way to have him and in, in the French kid doing segment impossible in the back of the van. I'm getting it worked out with the DOT stations so there's no suspicion of human trafficking. We get it worked out, damn. We roll What I'm envisioning is something like out of Forrest Gump, people in a bunch of vehicles behind us following us when we roll into L.A. Dan, you are talking to a man who makes his living and rolls his day on a time schedule and time frame. Woo! You know, so we can get this done, Dan. I'm thinking big. It's the Super Bowl. You got to go big, Dan. As always, Dan, I love your body of work. Roll Tide. Thank you,
4: Chris. I guess we got a caravan is what he was talking about, Seton. I love that guy. Chris is awesome, okay. man. Now, where is Chris going to meet up with you? Like, maybe Little Rock? Yeah, maybe. That might be the best uh, the best spot, right? And and then we just have like a mile-long caravan of uh, people driving with you? Truckers? Maybe.
8: Yeah, we can get a little uh, somewhere between Nashville and Memphis. Chris might be able to, to get up there. That dude is rad. Man. I like that. Heck yeah. I, I like that.
4: Oh... Uh... I like how he makes mention of my mom. <laughs> you know when my mom would always do, she'd run you know run down, she'd take inventory with the dentists. She'd want to know how all the Danets were doing, it, and she would ask individually. And then one day when she said, "How is semen?" and I go, "Semen," and she goes, "Yeah," I said, "Seaton." She goes, "Oh, oh yeah, yeah, Seaton." I said, and so I came back and told Seaton, and then it just sort of stuck.
8: Yeah, Seaton. Yeah, you know, there's a funny thing that had because we we've. Gotten a lot of mileage out of uh, me, my name being semen yeah. over the years. Yeah. Uh, and there's a funny thing that happens on social media whenever somebody calls in and says semen. You could tell that our audience, we're always gaining new members yes. of the audience because I'll get a dozen things like, "Hey, I think that guy just called you semen." <laughs> like, yeah, no, people have been calling yeah. me semen for 12 years. Yeah. <laughs> Should it bother you more? It's, it, it, it's, you know, my mom, but she meant,
4: she meant well. <laughs> I, I, and I, I, do, I was like, how do? You get Seaton and Seaman? And she'd always give McLovin <laughs> a comb. Every time she came up to see us in the man cave, she'd go, Here, comb your hair. <laughs> that's all she would say to McLovin. But Seaton? And Hal Seaman. Hal Seaman? I, I said he's He's good. Now, you know, then it
8: got to the point where I didn't even blink. You know, she'd say, how's Seaman? Good. Yeah, he's doing doing OK, mom. Well, that's the thing, too. It's like we would be in a, a meeting or something <laughs> or we would have, you know, some people in studio. We'd be talking to be like, hey, Seaman, what was the thing that we did? <laughs> and <like, laughs> and you would see these double
4: takes by people going, I think Dan just called him Seaman. And
8: it did without even blinking. It just answers. <laughs> it
4: doesn't even phase me anymore. Uh, Darren in Cincinnati. Hey, Darren, what's on your
12: mind? up, um, Patrick? Um, I'm a long-time listener, first-time caller, 61220. Man, oh, my God. Let me just put this out here. First of all, so I'm born and raised in Cincinnati, Ohio, OTR, over the line. And I got bingo. I'm a Kansas City fan as well. I got bingo fans walking around here all dressed up in a, uh, orange and black. I'm like, this is, this is not um, Halloween. Why y'all still wearing that? You know, I'm getting, I'm getting okay, I'll give you an example. I go to the check casting place, you no know, you know, uh put some money on a debit card. I got my Kansas City gear on cause that's what I do. And then the manager got her little day stuff on, talk my oh, I know you was a Kansas City fan. You on my radar. And then she and she comes at me, let's put some money on the game. I said, Joe Burrow got y'all mixed up. He got y'all think that to actually win the Super Bowl. <laughs> my goodness. Uh uh uh. So um and the whole thing about it too, um uh you, I know you went to uh, the Dayton, right? Well, um, I was at uh, Wilmington College back in '85 and '89. So, um, whole thing about it, we're, we're not too far from there.
4: All right. So well, think- Darren, gotta go. Gotta go. You're in Cincinnati. People are proud of their team. It'd be like a Bengal fan in Kansas City. I'm gonna guess they're gonna be walking around in Kansas City gear. Suck it, Darren. Who day? Whoa. <laughs> One more item as we close out hour one. How's your sleep been in the new year? I told you about a new year's resolution. How about a great bed? Sleep number 360 smart bed. If you haven't, you get almost 100 hours more proven quality sleep per year, and that allows you to spend more quality time with the family, maybe more quality time to listen to this program. Make sure you exercise. Make sure you connect with nature. Get outside. There's a lot of things you need to do to get a great night's sleep. And uh, make sure you ask about the Sleep IQ technology. What is your sleep number as well? How do you find that out? These are all things you can find out if you go to uh, Sleep Number's January sale, saving $1,000 on Sleep Number 360 special edition smart beds plus special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or at sleepnumber.com slash Patrick. My sleep number is uh, 75. The official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com slash Patrick for details.